Welcome to the Organic Matrix. Today we have a very special guest. We're going to be talking about the power of saying no. Andrea Lukacs entered the working world after studying economics. She noticed very quickly how unhappy she and other people around her were in their day-to-day -day lives. This awareness led her to having the courage to follow her passion of inspiring people to live life to the fullest. Utilizing her knowledge in human behavior, especially what has been triggered from past traumas, Andrea is able to assist people in overcoming overwhelm, fear, shame, and judgment by communicating their needs and wants powerfully. Andrea Lukacs deeply wants people to own their life, learn to set healthy boundaries based on their needs. She offers tools to overcome several troubles on the way of letting go of the past, to start living in peace and acceptance and love. She learned how subconscious patterns run human life and how they can be and how they can be changed for the better so they can they are more serving to life she would love to see everyone in their true potential happy and satisfied welcome andrea welcome to the organic matrix yes so well thank you for inviting me and welcome everybody andrea is an nlp trainer hypnosis coach and psychological consultant andrea can you tell us what nlp is and how nlp can improve the quality of our lives it's the short uh, statement for neuro-linguistic programming and we learn here how humans perceive the world, how we can change our state and um, how we can program ourselves towards our goals. That sounds awesome. So how do we, how do we program ourselves? How does that work? Yes, so in neuro-linguistic programming we have certain formats and uh, we use them and um, and it's just uh, after it's programmed and installed within our subconscious mind. It's just um, we recall it or fire up the neurons and we are back in, in the, the right state we need. How can we use NLP to improve our lives? So by knowing uh, how we perceive the world and that everyone is perceiving their uh, world and seeing through their eyes and lenses, uh, so we come to the understanding that not everyone sees the world through the same eyes because not everyone had the same experience in the past, not the same biography, nor are they focusing on the same thing. In psychology, I know that sometimes they have different therapists for like different cultures or people who grew up in different regions because the culture is different. And is NLP similar to that or is it more flexible in the way that an American can use the same program as someone in another country? Or would yes. it be? Because we understand that humans are programmed through uh, cultural aspects and um, due to our biography, it's uh, very, uh, on the one side, very individual, but we know that it's... Um, for everyone different so it's built up that everyone can use it. oh so is so nlp is more custom to the client yes it is totally. i love that where do you practice in austria here how is it like practicing in austria the same as it would be in in another country because it's very simple to learn although it's very complex and a lot to, to learn but um it's like a recipe we use uh, when we uh, cook a meal. So we are using it uh, in coaching uh, manner. How, what does your day of work look like as an NLP trainer and hypnosis? 
technician. Yeah, so I pick people up from where they are and lead them to where they want to go. So I'm uh, listening very carefully and uh, repeating if I got them right. And then we get started. How can we set healthy boundaries in our relationships using NLP techniques? Being our power to know what we want and to communicate it clearly, um, to uh, say no when we mean it and not saying yes, uh, although we mean no, and uh, just to send a clear message, not not a mixed one. If, if my body language and posture and feelings are saying no and my words are saying yes, so we are sending quite a mixed message, which can be quite confusing. So we are speaking clearly. Uh, we know our wants, needs, desires, and uh, we are committed to ourselves. Um, we speak out for ourselves if we need it. We ask a lot of questions to get it right. So uh, we are uh, good understood and we understand others. So it's, it sounds like, would you say that um, you're more of like a therapist or is it like you're a coach in a sense? Yes, uh, a coach uh, because uh, NLP for me is a coaching um, format. What are three signs somebody may lack boundaries in their relationships? So if they are people pleasing and if they um, cannot speak the truth, uh, if they are getting in an overwhelmed state just uh, to make the other person happy. So a few signs is like overwhelm and if we catch ourselves people pleasing. Um, I could see how that could be very hard for people not to instinctually do coming up, you know, being raised by our parents. Like everybody, I feel like is, if you like your parents, programmed to want to please your your mentors and leaders, right? So how can, do you see that often and with your clients, like people struggling to not people please because they haven't broke apart from that dynamic with their parents? Mm-hmm. Um. That's um, a big and interesting topic um, because um, being here f- uh, and in m- our own power is is uh, one thing, but in relationships, especially, it's um, a giving and taking a game. So. Um, we have to find uh, the right priorities and um, to keep that uh, connection growing because if we would build uh, let's say some walls or boundaries are too high uh, the connection could not rise so we want a relationship especially to grow and and, um, to know that uh, however we decide to have in mind that it's a game of giving and taking. I love that. One time a friend of mine told me a really good quote and he said, you honor the giver by appreciating the gift. Yes. I like I'm saying thank you to it. Mm-hmm, exactly. That was a big lesson to learn for me. Because one time I was, I was learning like massage therapy and I was giving this woman a massage as like an intern and she wanted to give me a $20 tip. But I said, working working on you and you letting me work with you is a gift enough. I don't want to take your money. 
But she was like, no, take it. You think I can't afford it? I'm like, that's not what I'm trying to say. And then my my mentor, the therapist that was teaching me massage, he told me that. He was like, you appreciate the giver by honoring the gift. And I was like, able to understand that a lot of the pleasure we get in lives is when we're being generous, right? Like, I know sometimes when someone does me a favor, I might feel awkward. Like, how do I show you my gratitude? But when I'm being generous, it's very easy to accept gratitude and it feels really good. So uh, some things which are important is, um, like you said, this saying thank you by accepting it um, to be in the position to ask when it's needed and to say yes, thank you. What are three signs you have healthy relationships and healthy boundaries in relationships? You're, you're in your power. The relationship is growing. You can uh, speak openly. Um, there is uh, an order. Nothing is disturbing. Um, and you feel great. Appreciate it. Support it. Those are really big things in like how life is right now. Like having support and feeling appreciated. I think that's the core of love. How powerful can the word no be? So if it's communicated appropriately, it can be very, very powerful. So if the voice, our body language um, are in tune, so it can be very, very powerful. Just uh, And even if the voice is not screaming, but just normally saying no, it can be very, very powerful. Yes. For the people listening, I just want to remind you that saying no is sometimes scary, but it's your right. It's our right to say no if we don't want to be a part of something we don't support or if we don't want we don't want to experience something or be a part of something. It's our right to say no and it's our power. So if you're in a situation where you're you want to say no, but you're holding your tongue, I would say let it go. <laughs> How can we bring more clarity into a situation? By having a greater look on what really is, which uh, I want to say is, uh, how am I feeling in a situation? Um, how am I thinking? How am I acting? How am I behaving? But uh, when communicating to others what was really said, mm. because oftentimes we tend to interpret some things and say, oh, I know that. Um, which are, could be very dangerous words because uh, we are not. Uh, we stop to listen further, and we think we know it, although we haven't heard the whole message. And there are often uh, some um, not full messages, and uh, to ask questions so we really can understand it clearly. I, I don't want to be um, disrespectful, but I do want to say like there's this funny saying that's that says, don't assume, or you make an ass out of you and me. Have you heard that saying before? No, I haven't heard it. So it's funny because assume is spelt in the way that's like, you can make an ass out of you or me, because it's like U-R-M-E at the end. And I like that because it's so true. Because it's like when we assume and we interpret things, we can exaggerate it. And I feel like we often do that. And I think it's because life is kind of 
routine and sometimes maybe we want more excitement so we invite a little bit of drama and we over exaggerate things and so it's like when we assume that we know where somebody's intention is we make ass out of ourselves because when we get corrected we're like oops and then we make ass out of the other person because we don't even intend it but we're we might be ruining someone else's reputation and now Yes, but uh, where does this come from? So everyone had different mm. experiences, uh, is on a different knowledge uh, level. Uh, we uh, didn't grow up in, in the same environment. Uh, we're not um, mm. uh, in touch with the same teachers. So our opinions are totally different. So, And uh, what our mind is doing is comparing to situations we have uh, uh, lived uh, out in the past and therefore it's uh, quite um, dangerous because what's true for us must not be true for the other person. I think that's so, such a complexing truth about being a human being is it's so true like in some countries like looking someone in the eyes while you speak is respectful. In other countries, looking someone in the eyes while you speak is challenging. It's not, isn't disrespectful. So it's, that's why I love, I love podcasting because we get to see how life could be in some, from someone else's perspective all the way from across the world. And we can learn a lot of, uh, from other cultures. Mm -hmm. I love that. How can we program ourselves to be less critical of ourselves or those around us? Yes, when we are critical, we um, um, compare also to the past mm -hmm. and um, to make, um, if the inner critic is one part within ourselves, we have a self-care part or a stronger part and more positive part as well. So and to let the inner voice of, of this positive part become so huge that the inner critic has no chance uh, against it. And in, in, in the experiences we can recall um, positive experiences where we did it. Um, if uh, the inner voice is telling us that we can't do that, we can um, recall past um, memories where we did it and go into that feeling back again and then uh, searching for a lot of reference experiences we already had and uh, to bring uh, in awareness what we have already accomplished and it's it's huge if we have a notice of it because um, uh, sometimes we just forget about it. That ties into like what we were talking about with like assuming too like we have to strengthen I love that we have to strengthen the healthy voice like our higher self and like is there's no way to really defeat the critic right? We can If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. 
And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Say thank you for sharing. Yeah. And stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and direct the thoughts in, in, in the proper direction we want them to go. Yeah, because one thing that I would mistake in my past was I was thinking there would be an absence of the critic. But I realized that it's about like learning how to live with the critic and then not letting it get take control of my impulses. Like let it be like, okay, well you're crying in the corner over there. That's your corner. You can stay there. I'm not crossing that line. But I, I but is that the same as when we're criticizing others? Because another thing I see um, myself struggling with personally, and I'm sure other people struggle with as well, is sometimes it could be an impulse out of an insecurity that we may look at someone and like criticize them. How can we build healthy habits to avoid giving power to those insecurities and that disharmonious frame of thought? To know our needs and desires and to fulfill them for ourselves, to take 100 responsibilities for, for ourselves so uh, we don't have to take the responsibility over for the person. It's it's their job to, to know what my job is and what another person's job is and to not mix it up. Uh, I recently had an interview with a coach, his name is Ron Reach, and he said, he said, when we experience a situation, it hits our limbic system. And then after a while, it goes cerebral. But while it's bouncing around the limbic system, we're like all emotionally like charged, like we're feeling everything. And then when we're cerebral, we could process it. Is, is it fair to say that while we're learning how to build habits to manage our self-critic, that waves of emotion is completely normal? <laughs> Um, so we learn it when it comes and then we can stop it and we can uh, react uh, in a proper way so we are not driven by it mm -hmm. anymore. What do you personally do to get grounded after feeling overwhelmed? The overwhelm, uh, I believe, uh, for me disappeared when I knew my priorities and I planned the day and I kept um, in a continuous way um, so the overwhelm disappeared and in this emotional arena when we um, take notice to our emotions and uh, we deal with them when the, the time is right uh, we are not likely to get overwhelmed because we are in control. So the more we build that self-discipline and control, the less likely we feel like we're tipping over the cup. I like we take 100 responsibility for ourselves. And um, so we uh, see that we are responsible for ourselves and how we feel and how we think and not for the other person. Mm -hmm. I gotta focus on that. Sometimes it's easy to just have an opinion and then cast it out. And then like, now you're emotionally connected to somebody else. And that's where it gets, it gets difficult. But I like that you mentioned having a schedule, ha having an intention. And I feel like the more intention we have for our days, the more rewarded we feel. And 
yeah, like stable too, because I personally have anxiety and I schedule everything. And I like it when it goes according to my schedule, because I feel like I got things done. And hopefully you celebrate all of the points <laughs> of your schedule when you reach them. Absolutely. I'm always celebrating, whether it's a cup of coffee or some music. <laughs> <laughs> how can we learn how to trust again after trauma? So I be believe um, by building up the self-confidence uh, within ourselves. So monitoring of... Um, how we feel and how we do and uh, progressing um, in little steps by expanding uh, the trust back in ourselves to understand that it was a past uh, uh, situation to see uh, that they, there might be some resources we didn't have available at that time but now we are taking care of ourselves um, and uh, we take 100 responsibility and uh, so step by step we rebuild the confidence back in, in ourselves and an important step is to let the past go it's here that we can learn from it um, to act differently in future but not holding on to something which is not serving us anymore mm -hmm. I think that's an important lesson to actually let things go. I feel like that's the only way we can really heal is to be able to look at it and understand it. But I, I love what you said about that, that we're more equipped now, because that's absolutely true. Like no matter what a situation is after the situation, we have knowledge and experience that we didn't have before. And, and I love that you're encouraging us to make peace and have confidence in the new strength that we develop as we learn and as we overcome these obstacles. And I believe that each of these obstacles makes us a piece of strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and wiser, more empathetic for somebody who might be going through something we can relate to and empathize with. Yeah. Why is it that self-care is so important in life? If we want to be here for others, we um, have to take care for ourselves uh, because when we are in our power and self-care, we are more likely to take care of others as well. And uh, we are not serving anyone if we get exhausted, overwhelmed, drained. So we should love and uh, accept and um, take care of ourselves because if we are not doing it who shall do that for us that's so true and if we can't if we don't do it for ourselves then you know like like you said like how can we do it for others right it's it's like a an infinity sign it, and like you said earlier with relationships like it's a give and take right yes How can we empower ourselves when we feel down during our phases in life? So, uh, it's uh, one way we could do is uh, first to know our social uh, environment and networks, to know the people who are supporting us and to know the ones who are not supporting us mm -hmm. and in such a phase to contact uh, more of them who are 
serving us, supporting us. Um, we can recall um, past memories where we felt very secure and to get back into that feeling um, and um, maybe we can see the difference. Um, uh, how was it when I felt secure? How is it when I'm not secure? And then um, paying attention to the difference and aligning it so we can feel secure. Because mostly it's just a scenario within our mind. There might be situations which could be very dangerous. Um, uh, but then we have since a look uh, in the reality. What do I see now? What can I hear now? What do I feel now? What do I think now? And um, mostly we find out that we are not in an unsecure place, but we just feel or think that we are. You know, when you mentioned that, it made me think about times where I, I'm like cranky because I'm hungry or thirsty. Because I realized that having when when we get upset, it's really healthy to like pause and reflect and be like, did this person really bother me or am I already annoyed because I need something that I might not be fulfilling for myself and I think you mentioned that earlier as well that it's like when we're faced with these oppositions we have to pause and, and reflect and say are my needs met what's not being met yes to stop it <laughs> <laughs> because we humans are creatures of habit and uh, oftentimes we act out of habits and if we stop we can um, have a greater look on it and then that's where, where change is possible because oftentimes we don't even recognize uh, our behavior in going through life it makes sense now why they call it an awakening because I feel like we're like moving around we're like reacting and then we a light goes off and we're like wait what am I doing <laughs> is this who I want to be <laughs> why is it essential to know yourself so if we know ourselves we know how we think how we feel how we act and uh, we are clear about uh, where we are going and uh, of what we need in a situation. If we don't know ourselves, we don't even, some even don't realize how they are feeling. So um, when I was went, uh, going for a walk on the street and I observed some people, um, they are so in their mind that they maybe don't even realize that they are not present and upset and um, by knowing ourselves, we would recognize it more easily. So we'll be less victim to circumstances. We'll be able to like guide ourselves the better we know ourselves, right? Yes, we will know what we need, what we want, how often uh, we ask uh, a person a question about their needs and their wants and they are not uh, able to answer it. But uh, if you ask them what they don't want, the list will be huge, right? Yeah, that's so true. I noticed that it's way harder to figure out what we do want than to figure out what we don't want. 
Why do you think that is the case? Uh, I'm a strong believer that we were programmed when we were children. And it's the way how we learned to see the world and um, how to behave. I think maybe like because there's so many options too, right? Like we have so so much technology, so many new things. Like I'm I'm 25, so I'm sure like when when because I was the first generation that got cell phones. Like I was the first generation to get a smartphone and life was so different. I did so many different things for free time. Like I used, I used to read tons of books to escape my reality. Like now I go on Instagram. But I would say that's evolution. It's, it's growing and um, mm -hmm. not just we humans are growing, but uh, in nature, we also observe uh, a seed which is growing up. It's everything about growth. Some rapid fire questions for you. Ready? I'm ready. <laughs> what is your favorite childhood memory? So I, I love to remember the time I spent with my grandma, mother. So it was uh, so lovely. What was it like to be with the, the times you had with her? So she, she took me everywhere she went. So um, I was observing uh, uh, the older generations, how they are thinking and speaking. So there were great lessons in, in there. So I really love them. That's lovely. So did you always like observing those around you and learning from their behaviors? I, I did it from a very early stage. Um, and um, at a point I stopped it. I don't know. And uh, then I picked up back uh, that observing because uh, um, it's teaching us uh, a lot of lessons. Yeah. If you can go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? So be clear about what you want and follow with passion and courage your way. You don't have to be afraid of anything. I love that advice. What kind of qualities do you look for in a friend? So in a friend, I uh, want to trust the uh, other person. I want it to be um, a warm-hearted connection where giving and taking is um, balanced uh, and uh, we support each other. That's, yeah, that sounds like my best friend. I love it. So, Andrea, can you tell us a little bit about your program and how you're, you support those, your clients, and how does your program look like? Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm mostly working in coaching, so it's very individual. I take the person from where they are. Uh, we have a look on uh, the emotions, how we can change the state, how we can decide quicker, and... Um, Everything which is needed to to um, on resources uh, a person needs to get to where they wanna go. So we are working on that very quick and fast. Um, and if we are open enough and we want to change, we know what we want. Uh, so change is very 
quickly possible so we don't need years to discover that i love that the more we know ourselves right the quicker change where can our audience find you if they want to work with you so if someone wants to work with me, um, I'm available via email andrealokac.coaching at gmail.com and it's just upon you to take the first step and get into action and write an email. Matrix members, I'll be putting her links and her email in the description below so you won't miss out on anything. Andrea, thank you so much. I enjoyed having you on the show and hopefully we get to have another conversation soon. Samantha, I am very honored to being with you and that you have invited me and look forward for, to hearing from you soon. Absolutely.